Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Man, I'm full. I'm stuffed. I had a good breakfast. Yeah, we really had good the, breakfast. We had the men's breakfast today, Redeemer's men's breakfast at Colonial Cafe. Colonial. What'd you get? Because we sat at different tables. See, yeah, we're not we're, always together, people. Yeah, We're exactly. not attached at the hip. Come on. Yeah. Now we were back to back. Yeah, yeah we were close <laughs> enough to touch each other. And you kept turning well, around. But well, we were at different tables. I, mean, different I missed tables. you. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of awkward. I could yeah. tell out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, why is Joe keep turning around? Yeah, That's man. why I had to like call you out for I it. I felt like the little kid in the back seat trying to like hang out with mom and dad in the front seat. While no, they're driving no, see, the my car. table was great. I love my table. Had a lot of good people. We prayed because we love Jesus. It's good. And you guys didn't. Yeah, we did. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, at the end. No, we prayed. For your meal? Yeah. Together? No. See? No, we're very individualistic. You're very individualistic. <laughs> you don't believe in the, the gathering. Well, so what, what did you get? What did you get? Did you get biscuits and gravy? I did not get biscuits and gravy. What did you get? What do you mean? I got oh, a wait, meal. Let me guess. Let me guess because I didn't see. I'm going to guess. You no. got eggs Benedict. Nope. Really? I do. You're right. I know. That's you know what? Thing. I'm actually impressed with you. I don't like the uh, I don't like the hollandaise over at Colonial. It's uh, it's not good. Ew. I don't like anything called hollandaise. I just don't like it. So what what did you get? Don't, why? Why? Why does I'm it matter? curious. I'll tell you what I got. Well, what'd you get? I got uh, scrambled eggs and two orders of bacon. Hmm. That sounds pretty good. What'd you get? I don't, I'm not liking this. Oh, I'm not judging. Huevos rancheros. <laughs> See, I do it. So obvious. Oh <laughs> why is it so why obvious? Why you gotta do that? Why do you gotta? Why do you? No, why do you gotta play it. that breakfast card? No, it's not. It's, you know what? Listen, I have a my my wife does. My wife doesn't know how to make certain meals. She's super white Canadian. But I well, yeah. I don't know about the I don't know if her skin color really plays a part in this, Joe. I don't mean skin color white. I just mean white. <laughs> She's white. She's white. She's white. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, she, uh, there's certain meals she doesn't, she doesn't make. And so, you know, I need to get my, okay. All right. Huevos Rancheros on. Mm-hmm. What? It has, no, it sounds you, good. It sounds good. It's just, it's a little on the nose. It's a no, little it's not obvious. On the nose. It's a little it's obvious. First of yeah. all, it's not obvious because you, you know what my favorite breakfast is. The eggs Benedict. That, that's when you're playing the the white breakfast. No, part. it's not. Yeah, it is. Not what I'm doing that. Yeah. I actually really enjoy that. A you, nice you, you get salmon, you get eggs Benedict eggs, when oh. you're hanging out with like clients and having like business breakfast. <laughs> but like when you're you're hanging out with no, your I'm friends, not. then and, it's uh, anyway. So I I enjoyed it. It was very good, very hey, well done. I saw I saw some guy uh, crying on Facebook about how he tried to listen to one of the episodes and he he couldn't last through uh, the banter, so he turned it off. And this is on a, on a thread where everybody's like, "Hey man, you guys should check it out." So I apologize. To him, I said, "Hey man, sorry we disappointed you. Hope you can find a good podcast mm-hmm. out there." You know, I was real nice about it, but uh, and of course he's not listening because if he did tune in, he'd be tuning up by right now. But uh, hey, genius, you know you can skip ahead. There's like a little fifteen second, like thirty second. I like second. how you were nice to him online. Oh yeah, no, no, no I'm gonna let him have it now. But now that you know he's not listening, he's you're probably like, not listening. But he's I, probably not I listening. Gotta, oh, oh, hey, genius, I like hey. that. You know what? You're just a bully. You're a hey. cyber bully. You're I'm not a cyber. Op- no, you're an if opposite I was cyber a bully. Cyber no, bu- you're an opposite. opposite. Yeah, you're an opposite. I mean, you're a bully on uh, the podcast, but online you're like, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Why couldn't you polite. say that to him? I was polite. Why couldn't you say that? Why couldn't you say, hey, because he's not listening now. This is me venting. Why could you do that online? This is me. No. I was being polite, yeah. right? Because I don't uh-huh. want to. I don't want to give him any reason to actually. I guess. Oh, so here, now behind his back, you're gonna yeah, say because it's not for him. This is for me. Now I'm gonna just vent. All right, go ahead. And vent. Okay. Hey, genius. You know you can hit the skip forward 15 seconds. I gotta do that with every podcast I listen to because I don't want to hear the ads, right? So I gotta do skip, 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 skip. Why is it a big deal? I don't know. I don't know why people are getting all upset. Mm. There was like one out of a 
one out of a thousand people get upset that we talk too much. Anyway, it's up there. It's up there either way. But this is us. And, you know, we always get asked a question. Uh, and actually, I think Pat gets asked a lot too. anyone that kind of hears about people from the podcast mm-hmm. when we, you know, and they meet them in real life or see them at the church or something like that. They go, are they really like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. this is us. This is uh, it's an experience to hang out with the Jofo. But now yeah. some of you are going to be experiencing the Jofo in November. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's 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 coming up, it's coming quick here. Uh it's a it's different hemisphere. Yep, yep, different part of the world. November 10th and 11th, it is the Doctrine Devotion Conference sponsored by Acts 29. Thank you, the Acts 29 network. Uh Wait, yeah. so they're sponsoring? As far wow. as I know. Was it, do we- do we get money for that? No, we don't get money. Wait, no, I, I, how can we never get money? We, don't, we, we don't, never get money. We never get money. No, because we ain't. We ain't. We need we, to start taking pledges. No, I'm just saying, we, you know, we're just not the Jared Wilsons of the world. You know? <laughs> we just don't get to, you know, put on conferences and people don't, people don't fawn over us. You no. know, we're kind of, we're like the. You know, we fawn over ourselves. We fawn over that's ourselves. How, that's the only fawning we get. Like, <laughs> we are, we're like the ugly yeah, we are the ugly ones of the family, of the Christian Reform family oh, yeah. of speakers and, and we're, but we're the fun ones too. We're the fun ones. Fun, but ugly. You don't ones. really want it. It's like that. No, it's like that drunk uncle. It's like we're yeah, the drunk uncle. We're the drunk. We're uncle the drunk uncle of, of the Reformed Baptist. Hashtag drunk uncle. Drunk uncle. That's what we are. They're like, eh, we're yeah, we love you. We acknowledge you. We'll hang out with you from time to time. Your family, they kind of have to let us in. That's it. But they really don't want us on the main stage. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to do a breakout session? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we always get. Yeah. Want to do a breakout session? Yeah. So like, if like they would not want us doing the toast at the Thanksgiving dinner. No. But they would they would let us take people's coats at the door That's and greet them it. as they come in. That's how it goes. So, but I love the family, love being a part of it. But anyways, X, you know, X twenty nine is sponsoring it. Yeah, uh, they're flying us out. They pay yep. for that. They're taking care of us. That's quite a first big, class. No, no. But what the heck, Joe? Joe. All right, let's get on with it. All, all right, right. And, but no, no, no. I wanted to talk about that. And yeah. oh well, first of all. I know that most of you can't fly to New Zealand because exactly. you're not like a baller like Jimmy with all kinds of money. Uh, first of um, all, Acts 29 is paying for my yeah, ticket. I, yeah, but not first class. So um, we're going uh, over there. But those of you who want to experience the Doctrine and Devotion Conference can. We're having another U.S. Doctrine and Devotion mm. Conference. It's going to be, is that April 20th and 21st, Jimmy? Yes, April, April 20th and the 21st. It's going to be in St. Charles, Illinois, same church building we had it at this year yeah. so next year it's uh gonna be at the same place but it's gonna be two days two it's days gonna be friday night and saturday oh, exactly so we've got doug logan coming oh, in oh doug logan he's is, the keynote speaker he's the keynote speaker you are the off note speaker i'm the <laughs> <laughs> yes i am the off note speaker so yeah we got uh doug logan we've got you know joe and i are gonna be speaking as well we're gonna yeah. be talking about the spirit and the church. So pneumatology, ecclesiology, experiential combined, boom. Mm. It's going to be good. Doug is excited. Him and I, we, we had like an hour conversation this last week about it. It was. He's, he's coming off a little needy. What do you mean needy? He's calling you, talking to you for an hour. Yeah. Doesn't he got stuff to do? All right, listen, we're taking up too much time. Oh, okay. Can't fast forward, guys. That's what you're saying. Just yeah. fast forward, guys. We're taking too much time. First of all, I don't sound like Owen Wilson when I talk, which is how like, you no, sound. You sound like Owen Wilson <laughs> no, all I don't day sound long. like Owen Wilson. Yeah, when the mics turn on, then you sound okay. differently. All right. All right, Joe, what do we talk about today? All right, we're going to actually do a five-part series. Five-part. We like doing the series. 
Yeah, they're easy. They're they're, they're a lot easy. easier. Like, they're oh, I know easier. we know what we're talking about for the next five weeks. Yep, yep. So, well, not five weeks. The first, the next five sessions. Five right? sessions. Yes, we do two a week. We're, I'm, I keep forgetting that we're so f- way more advanced than other podcasts. Um, so, for the next five episodes, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about five different kinds of Calvinists. Yep. Five kinds of Calvinists. Uh, if you're a Calvinist, you're one of these. For you're sure. one of them. You got to be. And uh, and today we're going to talk about. Well, maybe we shouldn't wait. say you got to be. Maybe we missed one. You no, never I, know. I we, didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything, no. Joe? All right. No. You know, Joe, I want you to listen to advice number three mm-hmm. uh, when no. we get to okay. uh, advice for uh, new Calvinists. I want you to listen to advice I number three. I don't need to listen to it. I wrote it down. Uh, yeah. Advice number three. Here we yeah. go. Anyways, right. We're not sorry. doing advice we're number three. We're not doing that, but right. I'm just saying when it gets to that so point. So the first kind listening. of Calvinist that we're going to talk about, Jimmy. Yep. Is new Calvinist. A new Cal- now, we, what we don't mean is the new Calvinism as a movement. No. We've already done that. We've already talked about that. What we're talking about, Jimmy, are uh, the 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 people that are new to Reformed theology or new to Calvinism. These are people that have recently discovered it, yeah, discovered it, or people that have just recently believed it, and so things are very very fresh for them, right? Exactly. So, Joe, when we talk about uh, a Calvinist, then what? How would you define what is a Calvinist? Popularly, I think most people in America, when they think of a Calvinist, if they know what the term generally means they usually think of somebody that believes in what's called the 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 five points of calvinism or tulip or the doctrines of grace yeah that which pope piper has given us yeah when when did he when did pope piper uh you you shared this early on in 1906 when piper developed the five points of calvinism yes 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 (laughs) still one of my favorite quotes from you um so yeah in you know it's total depravity unconditional election uh, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people think of Calvinism, and that's what they think of. So that's fair to say on a popular level, a Calvinist is somebody that that has a Reformed soteriology or doctrine of salvation. But if we're being a little bit more technical and historic, to be a Calvinist is to be Reformed, and it includes much more than that. We've talked yeah. about that in previous episodes as well. It involves confessionalism, embracing a historic Reformed confession of faith. It, it usually uh, means that you embrace the regular principle. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves your view of the law, uh, not just the gospel, uh, and things like that. So we'll link in the show notes to uh, what it means to be Reformed and can Baptists be Reformed. Uh, we'll link to that. So in general, we're talking about um, a high view of God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. a very problematic view uh, in, in for us, right? Uh, a very dark view of man's sinful humanity. Yeah. So God's sovereignty and salvation, not just in creation. And um, so a Calvinist, right? Uh, the, most most of our listeners, I think, know what a Calvinist is, or they're beginning to understand yeah, it. Yeah. But you know, a new Calvinist, right? Like if a new Calvinist is a person who is just beginning to understand and embrace mm-hmm. Calvinism, what's good about those? kind? What, what, what are some of the good qualities that a new Calvinist would exhibit? Well, I think uh, one is, I guess, just like even like a new believer, there's excitement, mm-hmm. right? There's excitement over this, uh, this truth or this doctrine that uh, that the Holy Spirit has revealed, right? right? That, and so I think people uh, they're they're genuinely excited, they're hungry, they want more, yeah. right? Uh, they they kind of press in deeper to to try to understand better or um, and to grow more um, in in their faith. I think there's freedom too. Like, at least for me personally, when yeah. um, I began to kind of see, okay, well I, especially because of my, what I, in the ministry that I was in was a lot of evangelism and reaching out. 
uh, I felt like there was a lot more freedom mm-hmm. to evangelize, to uh, witness to people. Why? Uh, because it wasn't in my power. It wasn't in me being clever, uh, clever enough to kind of sustain an argument and get them to to believe. It was trusting that the Holy Spirit is the one that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just had to be remain faithful to preaching the gospel. Right. So their conversion is no es mi problemo. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's not, not my... your problem. It's say it again. Their conversion is not your problem. It is only it is a problem that only yes. God can fix. Is what I'm yes. trying. Sorry, I'm thinking of the negative connotation of that's not my problem. I don't yeah. have to care just about listen, you. I, the point was I spoke Spanish. Okay, that was the only. That <laughs> I was know, the main but I'm point. just saying you like. Okay. I can't say a lot of things in Spanish okay, that well, on air that I can say on air. So, okay, like well, I said, that. All right. Well, good job, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's right, and I, I think that um, uh, new Calvinists are frequently uh, in the Word more than they were previously. Yeah. Um, not that non-Calvinists aren't in the Word. We're not pitting that against each other, but when you discover a theology or a doctrine that is new and has such broad implications for your worldview and you know, how you view yeah. Scripture, you go back to the Scripture. And so um, I think that's another really good trait that we see in in these new Calvinists. So yeah, eagerness, excitement— um, hunger, uh, they're, they're spending time in the word, yeah. freedom, freedom, I would say. Um, so then what's wrong? What's yeah. wrong with new Calvin? Hey, new Calvin, new Calvinist. Not, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, new Calvinists. Um, you got some problems and, uh, and what you, would you say those problems are Joe? Uh, you need to chill. I think you're a little, you're a little intense sometimes. I know I was maybe what? a little cage stagey, a little cage stage. That's a good phrase. Um, yeah, the, the the cage stage, and you know, if you're if you're if you're new to Calvinism and you've never heard of the cage stage, that means that means you are in you the cage are stage. in the cage, <laughs> uh, or you need to be in the cage. Anyways, you're not in the cage. You need to be in the cage. Cage <laughs> stage is is when you are new and you're excited and you're pumped, yeah. and you are going to tell everybody about your Lord and Savior John Calvin, and <laughs> you are going to try and get everybody to be uh, born again again uh, into the kingdom of Re- Reformation theology, like. This is going to be a very big deal to you. And not only are you eager to tell everybody, but you can be combative. Yeah. Very confrontational. A little too intense. Yeah. Everyone, everyone else is wrong and they're dummy and you're right. Yeah. And you're kind of mad. You mad, bro? You you mad, bro? Because like, why, why didn't I know this? Why didn't my church tell me about this? Why did? Yeah. Everybody's doing it wrong. Right. It comes off really arrogant and smug and... Dude, I was it's so so annoying. I know I'm still a terrible person, and all that. But man, I was as is, I yeah. I was I was yeah, is, I was was is, bad was bad is. in this a long time ago, now. in in the nineties. Uh, I, I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> um, this is why that guy hates us. Yeah, we I know. Can't finish anything. Uh, I I was just looking for a fight. Looking for a fight. And I think it was easy for me too because I was in the world mm-hmm. and I was converted and my focus was very much like I'm going against the flow. I'm fighting against the world yeah. and against unbelief and I'm preaching the gospel. And, and then it's it went, kind of like like probably probably part of it too is like your Napoleon complex, right? Like, well, let me finish this thought before we get to that. Okay. okay go, ahead, go ahead. So then I go to a Bible college. And now everybody's going in the same basic direction. So what am I fighting against? What am I pushing back against? Like there was this need for me to continue. Like I, I was in the world constantly fighting against the flow of everything. So you felt the need for conflict within Bible school? Is that I did. I, th- okay. I think on a psychological level, I'm like I was so now accustomed to 
uh, like fighting, like, well, who am I going to fight now? Everybody believes in Jesus. All right, well, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight these people that aren't reformed enough, you know, as if I was. So, so you are Napoleon. Oh, so yeah, Napoleon complex. Yeah, little guys either turn into punks or they learn how to fight. That's pretty so much Joe, what's what do you, what do you think it, what happened with you then? I was a punk until I learned how to fight. Well, I mean, not physically, but just, physically. just verbally. No, I verbally. No nobody just verbally. Once I got to high school, nobody touched me ever oh. again. That oh, was I took care of that. So proud. I took I was so proud. Dude, I weighed 119 pounds. <laughs> People did not mess with me in high school. All right. So uh, cage stage, that's what's wrong. So it comes off arrogant, it comes yeah. off combative, it yeah. comes off uh smug. I guess that's the same as arrogant, you know. Uh and, and I think you come to the place where you don't think you can learn from people. Right. And it, it, here's the thing is that I think uh there's a lot of things I, I disagree with with uh a number of different sex sections. Wait, what? Oh. Sex. S E C T S I don't know what you're saying. How, you, how do you pronounce that? Like pronounce that. In. How do you pronounce that? Sex. Sex. Did I say it right? No. You're I, just ah! okay. you, Listen, There's I'm a, gonna have to explicit this now no, on the on the on the iTunes. On the iTunes. Explicit. Right. I'm not saying that word. So there's a number. I disagree with a number of different tribes, things, groups, tribes, groups. Uh, but there are a lot of things I can learn from. Them. Of course. But that the, oh, wait, the problem let, is the cage stage person. All right, let's let's say that, that's getting into the advice and the and the correction right, that right, we want right, to give sorry, to that. Sorry, so sorry, I think sorry. that's really good. So all right, new new Calvinists. New um, Calvinists. And this is for all of us. All Calvinists. All of you, yeah. And by the way, you ever notice who we make more fun of than anybody else? Oh, yeah. Have you guys picked up on that yet? Yeah, because uh, we, we don't make fun of the traditionalists. No. no. <laughs> There's a whole lot you can make fun of. With it. We make fun of Calvinists. Yeah, absolutely. Because those are our people. That's our people's. And we should be able to see our problems better than other people's problems. That's and we should right. be more concerned about our problems than other people's problems. So, hey, Calvinists. Knock it off. Knock it off. Settle down. Here's some advice. We got some advice. Jimmy and I have been thinking about this. We've got some advice for you if you are a new Calvinist. If you if you need to be locked mm. in a cage for a while, we've got some advice. Here we five go. pieces of advice because we're Calvinists. Everything's in five. Everything's in five. Five kinds of Calvinists. Five percent. It must be five, in five. 1902. Did you 1906. Say? 1906. Sorry. Get your history right. First, stay calm. You know what? Take it down a notch. Hey, Calvinist. Relax a little. Yeah, you need to chill. Take that chill pill and just. Settle down. Not everything has to be combative. Not everything has to be loud and boisterous. You don't have to sit there and try to, as Joe would do, fight with everybody and still does. Did, did. Did, does, does. Try to fight with everybody, like, you know, online or on the podcast, even though they're not listening right now. Here's here's the thing. Like, your your energy, your enthusiasm is good. It's not a bad thing. But you have to check that because... First of all, it could be off-putting, man. Why are you so excited? You're so intense. If yeah. you're too intense, people don't want to be around that, right? They're just, it's like, whoa, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? Like, that person loves Jesus too much? I'm not going to... No, just like, like for people that aren't Reformed, this dude is, all he talks about are the doctrines of grace. All he talks about. And so they're like, why are you, what? And to them, from, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, I thought we were supposed to be about Jesus. Why is this so important? Mm, and at that mm. cage stage... You're not necessarily able to articulate the connections between this doctrine and the gospel or the person of Christ. Sometimes you're just so captivated yeah. by this revelation of the sovereignty of God and salvation that, you know, you're um, you're just you're just kind of parroting a few things that you can, they can basically say over and over again, wrap yeah. your brain around. So calm down, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you're going to have good influence for the kingdom, but you don't need to be wicked intense. Yeah, you can uh, you can chill a little bit. So hey, we can smart. No, no, wicked, wicked intense. I can't yeah. do it. I, there's no. Yeah, you're gonna start. Intense. Yeah, nope, that ain't working. Sects. 
I'm not saying the word <laughs> because obviously I'm saying I'm saying. All right, number two, Joe. Number two. All right, uh, number two. Uh, stay quiet. We're really good at this, aren't we? Yeah, we, I think we're I think we're pretty good. I can't read my own writing, so I had to like lean over and look, and I don't have my glasses on. Mm-hmm. So, um, stay quiet. And what we mean by that is uh, listen more than you talk. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the I, I haven't done a lot of smart things, but one of the smart things that I did when I started going to cigar shops regularly in the '90s was um, when I got around old people, I just shut up and listened a lot. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be around. I like being around older people um, who have at least because 10 you're years old at heart. Yeah. yeah, because I am old. But the the older, the better, because they have experience and wisdom, and or at least just good stories. And so, uh, for the young Calvinist, for the new Calvinist, yeah, stay quiet. Yeah. Listen more than you talk. You um, you don't have all the answers, uh, and so um, you're going to want to listen to other people, Calvinists and non-Calvinists. We'll get into that. Um, a little bit later, but you don't always have to be talking. Yeah. So yeah, I would say like, yeah, be slow to speak. Yep. Uh, Joe, I hope you hear number three here. Uh, stay humble. Sorry. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, stay humble. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Uh, stay humble. I can't hear you over all of my awesomeness. Would you, <laughs> would you, would you <laughs> so, say that loud? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, you know, number three, stay humble, check your pride, right? Mm. Uh, don't come off like, be careful in how you are presenting yourself. Yeah. Be careful in how you are interacting with those around you. Uh, I think we lose audience. I guess we lose a place to be able to speak truth into people's lives if it's perceived, and probably because in a lot of ways it can be right. uh, arrogant. Yeah. It could be very prideful. Uh, like the sense of like, oh, look at look at how smart I That's the way it kind of comes off, yeah. right? It's like, look how smart I am. That I figured this out and you didn't. You wouldn't say it like that, but it comes off that right. way. It definitely, it definitely can. You know, it, it, and it's a sort of catch twenty two, because for some people, if you simply say this is right and this is wrong, you're called arrogant. Yeah. Well, that okay. Having an opinion, having conviction, is saying arrogant. one thing is right. That's not arrogance. That's not what we're talking about. Because no. you you can do that and be cool. Um, we're talking about new Calvinists who, um, who really are begin to think or at least begin to function as if they are better, smarter, more enlightened than others. And while it may be true, it may be true that your theology in this one area is better than another's, um, it's not because of your doing. Mm-hmm. You're not that smart. It's not that like, you. well, you figured it out. Oh, man, I'm, I'm so glad that, that Jimmy has cracked the 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 Calvinist code, mm. and now he is able to liberate all the other traditionalist peasants from their bondage to bad theology. That's not what it is. No. If you if this is true, we believe it's true. If this is true, then God has helped you to understand it. God has revealed this. That's right. Um, he has used His Spirit to help you understand the Word, and now you, by His grace, have a better theology. So you should be humble, not proud, not arrogant. So you got to watch your pride. Um, just because you are now right in an area where you were previously wrong doesn't mean that everybody's, uh, everybody else's theology is wholesale altogether bad. Absolutely. Number four, Joe? Stay hungry. Mm. Stay hungry, my friends. That's right. That's right. Get them huevos <laughs> rancheros. <laughs> keep learning. Keep reading. Like, that's, the, that's the point. New Calvinists are generally hungry. Yeah. Um, but we want you to stay hungry. Um, but it's going to be key here that you're not just hungry for systematic theology and sermons. You want to stay hungry for scripture. 
that's that's got to be your daily bread. That's got to be your your daily intake. More than everything else, more important than anything else, than Sproul or whomever you like, mm-hmm. um, you've got to stay hungry for the Word, hungry for prayer, hungry for the local church, because it's very easy for these new Calvinists who are super intense, not very quiet, not listening a lot, who are not very humble— to have a bad diet of food and wind up isolating themselves from the church and really from experiential theology so that yeah. they just become this um, this big-headed, bloated know-it-all who is spiritually starvation, starving. Um, so you got, you, I think you got to stay hungry. Jimmy, what about our last piece of advice? Stay friendly. Yeah. You know, uh, be don't, cordial. Don't be like, a jerk. Don't be a jerk. I mean, love the body of Christ. And that's the thing, right, is that... Just because uh, others may not um, see the doctrines of grace, maybe God has not revealed that to them, right. uh, does not mean uh, that they are outside of God's love. Kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. Um, love them, care for them, support them, uh, look after them, pray with them. Um, and I think even part of converse with them. But that's just it. Be be friendly, be nice. Uh, be patient, I think, is part of that too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think just uh, be a I mean, good every, brother or sister in Christ. Hey, 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 new Calvinist, you just came to understand the doctrines of grace. Why are you being impatient with people who don't understand it? Yeah. You should be the most patient person in the world because you just now you came to yeah. understand it. What's wrong with you? Stop being all uptight and, and, and irritable. Be friendly. And part of being friendly means that you're actually, I'm going to listen to these people. I'm going to learn from them too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I remember. I, was, I went through this, this phase in the 90s when I would only read Reformed guys. And my pastor at the time, who was a Calvinist, a thoroughgoing Calvinist, he's like, uh, you know, you should be reading other guys too. I'm like, why would I want to read somebody whose theology is bad? And he's like, because not all of their theology is bad. Yeah. Um, parts of it. You read Presbyterians, right? But you disagree with them on baptism. So right. So you can read somebody that doesn't believe that God is absolutely sovereign in the way that you do because they're good in another area. And um, they are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think when you, when you stay friendly and you love the body of Christ, it demonstrates that your theology is real. Because what does it say in 1 John? Right? That um, the person born of God loves his brothers, and his sisters. We love the church. And if you don't love the church, then you're basically a Satanist. You're not, you, don't, you don't know God. You, that's what it is with John says. Like, you don't know God. You're a child of the devil if you hate your brother. But if you love your brother, that's a mark of being a child of God. We love the new Calvinists. We were all new Calvinists at yep. one point. Yep. And not the movement, We just, which is fine, which is good. But we, we're talking about those who are new to Reformed theology. So keep reading. Um, you know, Stay calm, stay quiet, stay humble, stay hungry, stay friendly. And um, just know that you are on the beginning of a lifelong journey. You have yeah. not arrived, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, give us your thoughts, your suggestions, uh, your critiques. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for our email list or you can hit up the store where you can grab that new Reformation 500. We should have been team. talking about that at the beginning and we didn't tell people they could register for the conference. At the well, beginning. right now, you can they're register, not listening anymore. Register for the conference uh, over at the website, DoctrineDevotion.com slash conference. And they got to You got to Okay. Go get that T-shirt, that Reformation 500 mm. T-shirt. Uh, what, what else are you going to have that's going to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation? 
Uh, probably the the one that Peter Voth did out of Mission Aware. No, man, that one looks like all woodblocky. Are you kidding me? That thing's gorgeous. No, uh, ours is way cooler. Ours is fantastic. Yeah, Jordan. I Jordan love them Singer. Both. Jordan I love Singer. Them both. No, but you always love one more, just like your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday blog post, Wednesdays video content, Fridays register for the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference today. Later.